Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 8, Season 4 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Um, well, what a weekend of footy. Um, one of the greatest comebacks I've ever seen. First of all, how was your weekend? And secondly, what did you think of the round? Hey, evening, Brad. Uh, before I talk about my weekend, mate, we're second place. Second place, mate. And, and not after one round, this is five rounds in. How, how good does that sound? Um, so off the back of that, yep, my weekend was good. The the game on Sunday was just like the icing on the cake, but but the best icing in the world. Definitely. And I see uh, Hammer and Mikey are here. Evening, gents. Um, yeah, and while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch us, your convenience, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of Round 5, and an update on our tips. We'll then answer some questions from you guys as well, some questions we've got for each other, before previewing Round 6 and making our tips, and then ending the night um, with Jacko's favourite segment, the Super League. <laughs> so um, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we might as well just jump straight into the uh, top stories of the week, Richie. Yeah, sounds good to me, buddy. Uh, and there's still there's quite a bit, um, unfortunately, a bit of a, a newsworthy week. Um, I weeded a few out, but um, first one I thought was quite interesting was the Bulldogs um, were seeking exemption to use players outside of their top 30 this week after not being able to pick 21 fit players from the top 30. Uh, last I checked, um, there wasn't any word if that had been approved or not. But um, what do you take? Do you think they'll get approved? The Knights kind of didn't get um, permission when they have their injuries and stuff. So I'm not sure if the Bulldogs will get the same privilege. Um, but what's your take? It's a it's a big loss for the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? We've we've had a few clubs and similar sort of injury strife this year, but um, yeah, the Bulldogs have got quite a few. I think they've been scrapping pretty well in spite of that. So um, yeah, you know, we'll see if if the NRL comes to the party or not. But um, yeah, they. They're walking wounded, that's for sure. Yeah, and as you said, there's a lot of clubs doing it tough like that at the moment. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep our ears to the ground and see what happens. I know we did talk about it, um, not last week, the week before, about, um, oh, yeah, and Jacko said he thinks the dogs have got approval. So um, that's good for them to help them out. Um, mm. It's not like they're the roosters and they're getting expectation and they're bringing, like, Sonny Bill into the mix or anything like that. You know, it's... They're, they're reserve-grade players that haven't been upgraded yet. So um, it, it's good cover, but it, it's not ideal. Um, and, yeah, Hammer said he, he can remember in 2021 when we could only name a squad of 20 one week. Yeah. Um, yeah, teams do it tough. It's, a bit, it's, it's what makes you, um, makes you stronger as a unit. So it will only make the Bulldogs mentally tougher, you would imagine. Um Next bit of news, we'll go into some internationals. Um, Michael Maguire has retained his Kiwis coaching role um, through to the 2025 World Cup. And Ricky Henry's also um, 
kept his coaching role for the Kiwi Ferns for the same time. What's your take on that? Um, when I saw the news yesterday, it wasn't officially announced, but then um, New Zealand Rugby League announced it today. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't know what other coaches in the international coaching landscape there are that that we could replace them with. And kind of like what Paul's saying in there in the comments, um, it might only be might only be three or four tests before the next World Cup. Yeah, well, we still haven't heard uh, how we discussed the Four Nations last week. We haven't heard any more on that yet. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm happy with both. I think you know. Michael Maguire, you know, they didn't go all the way in the World Cup, but it's not like they embarrassed themselves like they did at the previous one. Yeah. So um, I think they did themselves um, pretty proud against a tough Australian team um, that I didn't give the time of day before the World Cup started. So still eating my humble pie on that, um, but that won't be the first time I have to do that tonight. So, um, yeah, great news for both of those, um, those coaches, and hopefully it brings some success. To the Kiwis. Um, moving on, um, Jared Aware Hargraves is keen to play on next year, Richie, um, but he's been advised by the Roosters that they've used his money on Spencer Lenu. So if he wants a new club um, to continue, he might need to um, go to another club. Personally, I believe that the Roosters will magically find money to keep him. Um, but what's your take? And do you, do you expect him to go to another club? Or if if there's no chance at the Roosters, he just hangs up the boots. Uh, yeah, it depends on, like you say, whether or not they, yeah, like you said, and like Mark's just said, they, they'll probably find the money somewhere. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Would you chuck a big bit of coin at him as a bit of an enforcer, Brad? Put your Warriors cap on. I wouldn't say no. I just don't see him doing like one year and coming to New Zealand. Mm. Um, I think oh, he, yeah, it's he just would... Uh, just a bit of fancy Hi talk. Hypothetically, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, like Ciala said, um, he's too old. For yeah, if for sure. if you could get him, get him on next to nothing. Um, for next to nothing, it wouldn't be bad. Um, I wouldn't say no. But yeah, look, I wouldn't. I wouldn't see it happening. You look pretty young there, Ciala. Don't don't do yourself dirty like that, mate. Um, but yeah, we're. we're Get to see what happens it could just be the the early early round high that a lot of the players get when it gets to the back end he might be thinking a different story um talking of um where we got the raiders i got this one it's really just for um for simon but ricky stewart's rumored to be planning a mass clean out of his roster um and a bit to get canberra back on track um jared croker and jordan rapana are off contract at the end of the year and won't be kept um I, Jack Whiten also, as we said last week, he, he might be leaving. Um, a clean-out may be good, Richie, but where are they going to get other players? You know, Yeah, um, that's a good question. And watching, I don't know if you saw NRL 360 um, this week, Brad, but Buzz, he doesn't often bring up good points, but he did bring up a good one. The Raiders are kind of similar to the Warriors where their recruitment's a little bit hamstrung by their ge geographical area. Um, Location. Yeah, it's not really as desirable as, say, uh, Queensland or, or Sydney. So um, they, they struggle a bit in that regard. And But he did make mention of their SG Cup, SG Ball team as well as like sitting top of the ladder and sitting pretty. But they're, they're probably three or four years away from yeah 
bringing any of those uh, any of those players through. So um, the way they're traveling, yeah, maybe they do need to clean out, but um, it remains to be seen how good they would be able to recruit. I think they've got some talented players in there. I think it's just a, a few um, a few people just getting rid of um, a bit like what the Warriors have done where, like Andrew Webster said, they basically got rid of a lot of players that didn't really want to be there. Um, there might be a few players with that kind of mentality at the Raiders that if you just pluck them out, things change. Um, and yeah, like Hammers put, um, Wyson's given his reason for looking elsewhere because he wants to win a premiership. Um, so he'll probably sign with the Tigers, you watch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, there just needs to be a change in that attitude that Wyson is displaying there. If that, you know, is that's um, what he's thinking. That's the kind of mentality you kind of want out. You want guys that are like, no, bugger it. We can we can win a premiership here type thing. So um, no, go away, Hammer. Dragons never win in a premiership. <laughs> um, but that's actually a good segue because my next topic is about the Dragons. Um, Blake Lowry, um, or Lowry, I don't know how you say his name, he said in an interview this week that the Dragons are improving and are aiming for a top four finish. Uh, um, lofty goals, Richie, um, what do you think? Mm, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what what to make of that, mate. I mean, obviously, you as a player, you know, a player, you can't really go up and write your club off. I mean, with well, you can if you're the Tigers. You can. You've <laughs> you got to see yourself lofty goals. You know, I know we had um, Uppy Corusel last year making uh, making a bit of light of his signing at the Tigers um, and, you know, a bit of controversy around the jokes he's making about that. But generally, you back your club that you're with to, to perform. But, yeah, top four might be a little bit a little bit optimistic, um, battling for the eight probably at, at, at best. Um, I, I think eight's optimistic as well. Yeah, that's what I mean, at best. Uh, but, you know, who knows? They were in they were in the running in, in previous years up until things like Barbecue Gate and which sort of derailed them. But they're a battling side, you know. They they don't have the the best looking squad, but they they battle hard. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Time I think they're a bit, I think they're a bit better than what you give them credit for, Brad. Tipping them for the spring right. every year. They're definitely probably second to last. I think. I think if <laughs> if the Tigers weren't there, I think they'd be in trouble. But mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and um, Warriors, um, we had some news today. Um, they rested 12 players from their training session today after a draining first five rounds, which has included 30 hours of flying. Um, I did have the whole quote from Andrew Webster, but I knew we'd be pushing a long show, so I didn't want to sit here and do a monologue. But he basically said, um, they were thinking that there was going to be a time coming up where they wanted to give everyone a bit of a rest just to recover, um, after all that. Uh, the stuff and today was the day um mm. especially after you know that that epic game against the sharks um yeah um nothing bad it it sounded really good no 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 worries of injuries or anything like that but what's your take on on the players getting a rest uh, it sounds like it would, it would do them good and after the start we've had to the year who am i to argue with any yeah. call that that webby makes you know um it's not like we've had it had it comfy like the Broncos, um, four games out of five at Suncorp at, at their home ground. Um, 
you know, we were, yeah. us being from Mount Smart, we, we tend to travel every second week and, and we've only had the one game at Mount Smart. So, yeah, yeah, let them freshen up. We've done brilliant and whatever's going to keep that momentum running, then let's do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and next bit of news, I was umming and ahhing if I was going to bring it up because I feel like they're getting enough crap at the moment, but may as well. Um, why not kick them while they're down, Richie? Tigers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they announced their, their Anzac Day jersey, uh, and people noticed that they use stock image. Um, they use a stock image of American soldiers in a helicopter that you can find on Google. I found it today very easily mm. myself. Uh, since this was noticed, um, I don't know who had the time or life to, to Google image search um, footage on jerseys, but um, the Tigers have come out, and I've got this quote. I wanted to keep this quote because of what it is. Um, but they've said the, the commemorative jersey to be worn by our players for this match has been criticised because an image of the jersey does not accurately depict Australian or New Zealand troops, the Tigers said. As a club, West Tigers is deeply sorry um, if the use of this image has been in any way offensive. Um, it was never our intention and we are taking steps to rectify this. We have taken on board feedback from our members and fans and we'll be redesigning our 2023 commemorative jersey immediately. So um, what do you think about this and all the other dramas surrounding the Tigers? I mm-hmm. saw Hammer put in there that the Tigers are a basket case. Yeah, it was it was a picture of, um, it, it looks like a Call of Duty, um, cover of a Call of Duty video game, eh? I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not it's not just that too. Like, like Mark says, it's a bit of a basket case. We had... Tim Sheen's making jokes at the press conference about hopefully we beat the bye after their last loss. Um, I think we, we were all talking earlier and, and just the organisation just seems tone deaf. Um, yeah. You'd hate to be one of their fans, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, and um, Jacko said Pasco's way out of his debt. Pasco's kind of kind of in just as much strife as well and um we've said it we said it years ago on the show richie that the players i think i did watch 360 and i think they must watch the show because i think they stole my monologue directly saying like the players aren't the problem at the tigers um it's above that it's you know it's basically it's rotting from management and it leaks down everyone else you know they've got some great players um some great players there that um, turn up and they're rubbish. You know, Papali'i is now the Papali'i that was at the Warriors after being, you know, one of the best players in the NRL for the last few years for the Eels. Um, Coruscant looks different. Coruscant, yeah. He's not the Coruscant that was at the Panthers. It's Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and like Paul said, culture's top-down driven. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem, and I, I don't – think there's a light at the end of the tunnel until they just they need to do a, a, a sticky and do a, a clean out of the you know the offices really mm. um but yeah and yeah jacko jacko said tigers players don't look like they believe in whatever sheens is doing yeah i think sheens is too too far gone but i've also said a, a few seasons ago that i thought wayne bennett was in that same category and look at him go um but, yeah, I think Sheens has just been out of the game for too long. And um, then, you know, they've got this year and next year with him, and then they're throwing it to Benji, who's never coached a game in his life. And mm-hmm. I love the guy, but that's still not a situation you really want 
to be in as a club. So I don't know. I'm sure we're going to be talking about them a lot every week, and I, I don't, I don't like doing it to them because I really want to see them succeed. Um, I just don't see it happening anytime soon. Mm, and what Mark said there too: Clemmer, Corusel, Papali'i, Offengoe, Bateman. That's a premiership pack. They're not even picking off for Hingawi lately. He's playing New South Wales Cup. And they've got, Dane, they've got Dane Larry, their best fullback on the bench, playing a playing a five eight at fullback. It's yeah, yeah, it's weird. Nofaluma, Nofaluma, their best winger, not there either. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I don't know what's going on, but we'll we'll leave that because I'm sure we're gonna have a Tigers segment next week as well. Um, after whatever happens in their game against the Eels. Um, so we'll move on to signings. I've got quite a lot of signings because the NRLW started, so we've got a few of them. So we'll just kind of rattle them off. Um, yeah. But we'll start with the the men's comp. Um, Panthers have extended um, Moses Leota till the end of 2027. Broncos have extended Jesse Arthur's time until the end of 2026. Um, the Titans have announced two. Um, they've signed former Leeds captain um, Cruz Leeming um, on a one-year deal, and they've also stolen a Tigers player in uh, Thomas McCarley for the remainder of the season. Um, then Sharks have re-signed Sione Katoa for another three years, and Jeremy Marshall-King is staying with the Dolphins until 2025. Um, what's your take on all of those that I just threw at you? Yeah, most of those extensions, um, obviously really good for the clubs they're at. Great players, Moses Leota, Arthurs, Sione Katoa and Marshall King. That's yep. that's really good extensions from from all their clubs. And interesting to see how these Titans ones go. Uh, Cruz Leeming and Thomas McAley um, from Super League, because I know Thomas McAley went to Super League from um, mid-season from the Tigers last year as well. So, yeah, and yeah, Royal um, Council's doing quite well. So. We'll yeah, and Cruz, I haven't seen a, a enough of Cruz to get a good opinion on him. He, he seems quality um, in Super League, but we know mm. that that doesn't always transfer. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But um, the NRLW, there was a lot of them. Um, obviously, the Tigers, um, they, they're going to kind of be like the Broncos were a few years ago where the Broncos were rubbish, but the women's team were unbeatable. The Tigers assigned um, Kizzy Apps, Patil Vet Walsh, and Sarah Togatuki. Um, the Cowboys announced Emma Manzelman as their inaugural signing for their first campaign. Titans went on a signing spree. They've got um, Talia Fuimanono. I always get that name wrong. I get her brother's name wrong too. Fuimano. Um, Emily Bass, Danny Perez, Caitlin Phillips, Shailene Bent, and Jamie Chapman. Raiders announced their first ever signings as well with um, Simi Taufa, Sahara Tamura, and Mona Lisa Suyola. And then the Dragons um, nabbed um, former Rooster and current Delhi M winner, um, Racine McGregor. So um, what's your take on all those? I was surprised that um, Kesey was going to the Tigers. Mm. Um, and I kind of thought Shailene Bent was going to end up at the Titans due to her being the partner of David Fafita. Yeah. So, Yeah, it's kind of hard to keep tabs on with the way the um, signings work for NRLW currently. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it should steady out going forward. But, yeah, yeah, obviously there's some good ones there for some teams. Like you said, Kesey Yats, Racing McGregor. But be interesting to see how it affects the teams this year and if there's a big sort of shake-up of, of who the form teams were last season. Yeah. 
Definitely. Um, so that was all the signings I had. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. I'll try to convince it down um, with all the, the women's signings. There's going to be a lot. I will try to cherry pick the right ones so we're not here forever because we've got a whole lot of injuries. Um, and you, Mark Roberts, said just called him a six-week suspension. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so we've got a casualty ward. There's a stack of them, Richie. Um, mm. Players are just dying left, right, and center right now. Yeah. Um, Bulldog Franklin Pelly is out for two months after having surgery on a broken arm. Um, announced today, Sharks' um, Toby Rudolph is set to miss up to three months for a toe injury. They did give me the medical term, but I, I can't pronounce it. Um, James Tedesco from the Roosters is going to miss a week um, due to having to sit out 11 days for a head knock. Um, could have come a week later. Um Alex Johnston from the Rabbitohs is also going to be out for 11 days with a stand down. Um, and Tyson Gamble from the Knights is in that same category. Um, Seagulls have lost Christian Tui Palutu for three weeks with a knee injury and Ben Trevojevic for six with a hamstring injury. And then the last last lots, Cowboys, um, Helen Lukey and Jordan McLean will miss this week with hamstring injuries and Anthony Milford's out with a hamstring for the Dolphins. Um, so Tyson Gamble is probably fortuitous for the Warriors this week. Mm. Um, but then uh, Toby's going to be a massive loss for the Sharks. James is always going to be a loss, and Alex Johnston as well. And, yeah, Mark Roberts has said Tohu's still only 50-50 for use for the Warriors this week as well. Um, and they're still waiting on Mitch Barnett, who they said could be three to four weeks away still yeah, um, for his neck injury. But um, what's your take on all those? Um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to see the um, the concussion protocol. Like it's it's being you know it's pretty consistent now. We've had a lot of category ones and and the eleven day stand down. But um, yeah, there's some big ones there. Obviously Tedesco and and um, there's, there's quite a few. Manly's got a few there. Helen Lukey, I feel sorry for. He's just can't catch a break, so yeah, yeah. Wish all of them a speedy recovery. Yeah, definitely. And then um, before we move into round five, we got Naughty Boy Corner. Only four, only four this week. Um, and Mikey Mitchell says here, "Girl, bringing in the big guns to fight concussion drama." Um, yeah, good luck with that. But um, yeah, Naughty Boys. Um, Sharks Dale Vanukin is suspended for three weeks for a hip drop tackle, and Murata Nakora from um, the Warriors is suspended for two weeks for a hip drop tackle from the same game. Um, Bailey Simonson from the Eels got two weeks for a grade three high tackle, and then Bulldog Jaden Okumbor is suspended for a week for a grade two dangerous contact. Um, honestly, I didn't think that the hip drop tackles from Fanukin and Nakora were anything major. I thought Fanukin's was more of a hip drop than Murata's. I don't believe Murata's was a hip drop. Mm. And I I don't think either of them should have been suspended. Um, I was surprised that they got Simbind. Um and yeah, I know that's thug life, Paul, but it wasn't it was it wasn't like I'm defending someone knocking someone's head off here. Um but what's your take, Richie? We no, know I'm really biased. I agree with you completely those two hip drop charges there. I don't see I don't see any way that those were hip drops. Um you know Neocori on Telekai, Telekai's just a powerful dude and 
yeah. he's sort of busting through the contact and and where's new Corey supposed is he just meant to let him go so he doesn't fall on his legs yeah. he's got to try and bring him down um and the the worst part about that was the fact that they played advantage for a full set and then went back 40 50 meters to blow the penalty in Sinbin and it's yeah a bit of a joke yeah. Yeah, Mark said, how did three different hip drops get three different suspension lengths? Loading, loading, isn't it? Loading, but they kind of said at the start of this year that they were resetting everything. So for Nuke and Nakora and all that, I don't think they've been in trouble at all this year. So I'm not sure. But yeah, um, as Kaiser um, has said, at least they were consistent. Yeah, as soon as Nuke got done for the same thing, he had to go off. So I agreed in that aspect that he should be simbent because Murata was. I just um, think neither of them should have been sent off. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. But we may as well jump into round five, Richie. So um, yep. we got Thursday's game, Roosters defeating the Eels 28-20. You want to give me a rundown? Mm, you bet. So, like you said, 28-20, Roosters way, five tries to three. Drew Hutchison Daniel Tupo, Luke Carey with a double, and Jackson Bolo with the tries for the Roosters. Three tries for the Eels, Clint Gutherson, Bailey Simonson, Mike Sivo, three for five from Sam Walker, and three out of three for Mitchie Moses from on conversions. What do you, what'd you yeah. make of the game, Brad? Yeah, so um, the Roosters, I've got here that um, I thought they did it tough without James Tedesco. Um but they and they did get to they did take advantage of the Simbins um, to get some points in the first half, which you you want your team to do. Um, a dangerous side, but um, not as good as I think they are going to be towards the back end of the season. I think they're still ironing some kinks out. If they got everyone back on deck, they're going to be dangerous. Um, what did you think about the Roosters? I think they looked too slick for the Eels, particularly early. Um, I think they butchered a couple of chances to blow the scoreline out more. Um, and then obviously Tedesco going off hurt them a little bit, but I thought Sully, he did a uh, he did quite a good job filling in for Teddy there. And um, yeah, I think he had his hand in a couple, hands in a couple of tries. So um, yeah, good, good win for the Roosters. And your thoughts on the Eels? Too many mistakes and poor discipline cost them. Um, you know, they like you already said, they had the two sin bins and they were punished for that. Um, you know, I know they've had a tough draw to start, but I can see this tough start hurting their aspirations of going one better this year. Yeah, I've kind of got something similar. I just said they lack discipline and polish, and um, that cost them in this match, and they're too inconsistent to be a contender right now. Um, yeah. And um, my player that stood out, I went with Sam Walker. Um, mm. Thought... He was in there. You've got to remember, he's still young. Um, he's cracked. I think that was his fiftieth, mm. his fiftieth game at his young age, which is impressive. And they were they were targeting him all night, and he was defensively sound, um, which is not something we've said about him a lot. So um, I think he 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 really did something special. Um, but who did you pick? Yeah, I agree with you, with Sam Walker, and I thought his house partner Luke Carey as well. Couple of couple of nice tries, but. If I had to pick one, I went with Suali'i. I thought he had a tough week, a lot of, you know, a lot in the media a lot for his contract he's just signed and a lot of people bagging him, but um, I thought he's looking really dangerous. And, and to fill in for, for Teddy, who's a pretty important member of the Roosters, I, 
I think he did a really nice job. Yeah, definitely. Um, next game on Friday, first game, uh, Panthers wiping the floor with the Raiders, 53-12. Mm. Um, it's going to take you some time, but do you want to do the, the rundown? Yeah, you bet. Um, so it was nine tries to the Panthers. Sunia Taruva got two. Isaac Tungle got two. Nathan Cleary, Zach Hosking, Tyron Peachy, Stephen Crichton, and yeah, we know about the Jamin Salmon one. He, he got it pretty happy about that one. And uh, two tries to the Raiders, Elliot Whitehead and Hudson Young. Eight for nine from the conversions for Cleary, two out of two for Fogarty. Yeah, that's a hammering. <laughs> got ugly, didn't yeah. it, Greg? Sorry, Simon. It's a, yeah, um, I, my notes on the Panthers here, I got... Um, it looked like the Panthers of old. I know I've been a bit critical that they haven't really been performing the way um, we expect them to, but it looks it looked like it was 2022 all over again here. Um, they kept pushing and they refused to give the Raiders a chance. Um, always dangerous, but um, they were scary potent in this match. What, mm. did, what did you have on the Panthers? Um, yeah, like I I put that they pretty much ground, ground the Raiders out because uh, it was competitive at halftime. Only... 13-6, I think it was at halftime. So they just kept grinding until Canberra broke. And then once they broke, which was pretty much right after halftime, it was all all one way. And, yeah, like we already said, got got a bit ugly. Yeah, and your Raiders comment? I thought, yeah, pretty much the opposite of that. I thought they did a decent job to be in the game at halftime, but second half was, was woeful, though. They conceded 40 points in the second half, and finished the game with 68% completion. So um, you'll never beat the Panthers like that. So No. Yeah. Yeah, mine's kind of the same. I said it was a tough night for the Raiders. Um, they were never in the fight, in my opinion. Um, they had 51 missed tackles and 13 errors. Um, that makes your night very tough against anyone, let alone the reigning premiers. So mm. a lot of work um, for Ricky to do there. Um, my play that stood out was Isaac Targo. Um, personally, just out of pure jealousy because I traded him out before this game in my NRL fantasy because he's done nothing for me. And then he he just dominated everything and made me cry in my lounge. Um, but, yeah, he, he looked back um, dangerous like he was um, last year. So um, great to see him bounce back. Um, but your player? I put Zach Hosking, actually. Um, been really impressed with him since he's come into the team. Obviously, they, they lost the gun second row at Edgeford last, you know, from last year, um, Kakao. And I think they may have found an answer in, in Hosking. Uh, Martin will come back and he, he can play the other side. But yeah, Hosking looks great, runs awesome lines, um, seems to be striking a nice partnership with Cleary too, hitting good balls yeah. off him. So yeah, impressive yeah. him. Impressive, um, impressive for one team and not so much for the other. So we'll move on to the the second game on Friday. Storm defeating the Rabbitohs eighteen ten. Um, not as long as the last one. So what's your your rundown here? Yep. So three tries to Storm. Josh King, Will Warbrook, and Cam Munster. Two tries to the Rabbitohs. Cody Walker and Campbell Graham. Three for three for Nick Meany. One out of two for Trail Mitt. And that was the scoring breakdown. What do you think of it, Brad? Yeah, um, Storm, um, I was looking at it. It's similar to um, the Warriors scenario. They actually lost a lot of the stat battle, um, but won on the scoreboard, which is what counts at the end of the day. Yeah, that's um, the main step. 
I thought it was just a solid outing from their pack. And um, I've got here who your player of the day stood out, and I think the pack helped him a lot too. Um, but, yeah, they took the opportunities when they came, which is all you can really ask for. Um, I don't think anyone was expecting a you know, 20, 30-point win by the Storm by any stretch of the imagination. So um, they took their chances, and it, it worked for them. What was your take on the Storm? I just thought it was a very typical sort of Storm defensive performance. You know, they they held a normally strong and attack Bunnies team to just 10 points. And, you know, I think they actually had quite a few missed tackles, but um, the way they scrambled and we had some nice try-savers. Harry Grant had a nice try-saver. So, um, yeah, that, that was key in getting the Storm over the line. Yeah, and um, your thoughts on the Rabbitohs? Because I see um, Siala's um, comments kind of going in with your one. Mm, yeah, kind of agree with you, Siala. Um, I think Latrell got going a little bit more in the second half, but pretty much anonymous in the first. Um, and I think as a whole, the Bunnies are just, they're still very patchy um, to start the year, the Bunnies. You know, they look great in patches. Um, also, you know, a bit quiet in patches. So, yeah, I'm still expecting them to sort that out at some point, but... Yeah, um, I feel like I just get to copy and paste what I say about the Rabbitohs every week, so I'm doing it again. Um, Rabbitohs just need to show the um, ball more respect. They had 11 errors in this game. Massive no-no when you play in a team like the Storm. Um, mm. And until they fix their um, their ball handling, they're not going to do much. They're going to struggle. You know, They'll still win here and there, but in these tough games, not going to happen. Um, my player that stood out um, was Josh King. Um, from the storm, um, yeah, and thanks, Paul. Um, we will record it, <laughs> um, yeah. Josh King, um, I thought he had a great day. You know, he's not he's not one of the guys you put on billboards, um, which is kind of the type of player, um, that I um gravitate towards. But he, he ran for 133 meters, made 52 tackles, and just did all the hard yards out there. Um, so yeah, thought it was a great night for him. But um, who was your player? I put Harry Grant. Um, yeah, I just thought he was into everything. And, yeah. you know, sets, sets the um, storm attack off, like we already said, tries to have him tackle. He's, he does it all. He's he's so key for them, obviously, with Munster as well. But, yeah, I thought he was one of the, the best ones on the ground uh, on Friday night. Yeah, definitely. Um, then next game. Game we all got wrong in our picks. Um, Seagulls Knights going to a 32-all draw. So um, you want to give me your rundown there? Yeah, I wish I took that at the TAB. That would have that would have set my week up nicely. Um, yeah, it was six tries apiece. For Manly was Olukuatu, Christian Tuipulotu, Brad Parker, uh, Kalma Tuilangi, Kay Weeks and Ruben Garrick. For the Knights, Greg Maju. Jack Johns and four for Dom Young. Pretty handy performance. Yeah. Four from six from for Jackson Hastings and Lockie Miller. We had two goal kickers there. Four out of six for Ruben Garrick. Yeah. So yeah, I've got in here um no winner, so I'll just go with home team first. Um Seagulls, they looked in control, but a, a few mental lapses left the door open. Um they've got game breakers in their squad, obviously. Um so they should have really nailed this game in Golden Point. You know, you go to Golden Point, you've got guys like DCE out there, Tommy mm. Turbo, you're like, this should just be a, a simple putt for them and get it all, send your only way home. But um, 
I think trying to be optimistic about it, a tough draw for both sides, I think. Um, tough draw, it will give them some toughness to build their season on. It's very similar to um, when we talk about the Warriors game later. It's a performance you can go, you know, we've been in the tough and um, we, we can do this. Mm. But, um, yeah, what's your take on, on the Seagulls? Uh, obviously, they started well with two tries. I just think they'll be disappointed to not have kept the foot on the throat and, and they let the Knights back into the contest. And, and for a long period, there, the Knights actually probably looking the better team. Um, yeah, obviously, then it came to Golden Point and more often than not, I expect DCE to come out on top in that situation. But he's come out yeah. and said he wasn't feeling too confident early on in Golden Point because of the wind. And uh, obviously, him and... and um, the Knights as well missed a few shots mm. in the at golden point. So, yeah, not, not often you see it, but 32 all. Yeah, and your take, your take on the Knights? Yeah, I think they'll be happy they're showing more fight and they they can still compete with good sides, even without Kalen Ponga. Um, this, you know, a couple of weeks in a row now that they've shown some heart. So hopefully yeah. they don't take too much conf- confidence out of it going into this weekend. No, um, I've kind of got the same. I said they, they looked tough, um, but they lacked a bit of polish and made some poor defensive reads. One of them I'm going to talk about with my player that stood out. Oh, um, yeah, I know what you're going to say. How funny was that? But, um, I think they, they, they showed that they can um, fight in the trenches, and that's probably going to benefit them in the se- later in the season. Like I said about the Seagulls, this is going to be a, a mentally um, mental toughness builder, which mm. you know a lot of teams need. Uh, my player that stood out was um, Hamoli Olokuatu. Um, ran for 198 metres, um, dangerous with the ball in hand, um, was gifted his try uh, from a crazy brain snap from Lockie Miller, who was defending the dead ball line like it was the goal line and just let him you know, fall over. But my money would have been on him to run over Lockie anyway. Um, but, yeah, that's, I guess, showing the, um, the lack of experience from Lockie Miller. Um, to not know what lines meant what on the field. Um, but interesting. He had a laugh afterwards saying he laughed at um, Olokuatu, saying that he, he, you know, dived too early. Um, but that's <laughs> what it is. Um, who was your player? Mate, I thought that was so funny. I, He's probably just made an excuse. I think he's just waved the white flag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I put Dom Young for four tries. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of them were, were put on the plate for him, but last last outing he wasn't the flashiest, so it was a, it was a nice bounce back for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would have picked him too, but I, I had a feeling you were going to pick him, so yeah. I left him where and went with a forward. Um, next next game, we'll just let you talk about uh, the Dragons defeating the Dolphins, 38-12. Um, yep. You want to do your, your rundown? Yep, so Saturday was the Dragons, who, who I tipped. But Brad didn't. It was um, 38 to 12, um, seven tries to two. Jacob Little, Blake Lowry, Zach Lomax, Ben Hunt, Michaeli Ravalau with two, and Tyrell Sloan. Two tries to the Dolphins, Jermaine Asako, and the Hammer, Tabu Ifido. Seems to always be scoring tries. Uh, five out of seven for Zach Lomax, one out of two for Jermaine Asako. That was the score. Right, so I have to talk Go about on, it. Yeah, you do. Right, I actually it took me it took me about half a day to write something positive. Um, 
I've put um, taken all my bias aside. Uh, the Dragons were relentless. Uh, it was just a solid outing from my least favorite team, and um, was really hard um, to pull uh, point out anything bad about their performance. So well done to the Dragons, um, and what was a, a shitty game to watch for me. Um, what's your take on the Dragons? That, that must have hurt. Um, yeah, I thought they bounced back really well from a tough loss to the Sharks last week. Um, and we know the Dolphins are suffering from some injury troubles in some key areas, but um, the Dragons put them to the sword like like you probably should against a team that's quite depleted. Yeah. Um, and your your thoughts on the Dolphins, continuing with that? So, yeah, we've been waiting to see how the Dolphins would respond when, when their depth gets tested, and as it proved, they're missing too many players in key positions, and I think it was always going to be a hard day at the office for them. Um, so approved. Yeah, I kind of got the same. Their their death was tested early when Milford went off, and um, they couldn't stop the Dragons when they got a roll on. And um, with the ball in hand, they lacked direction out there. So um, the Finns decline may be on the way. And um, my player that stood out um, was Ben Hunt. He's really the only player worth an NRL contract in the Dragons, so I had to go with him. <laughs> I went with him too, mate. I think he was pretty clear-cut standout. He got a try, try assist, ran the show, um, typical Ben Hunt performance. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, let's just not talk about this anymore. Um, <laughs> next game on Saturday was uh, the Broncos wiping the floor with the Tigers 46-12. Um your rundown. Eight tries to two. Jordan Ricky had a double. Kurt Capewell, Payne Haas, Selwyn Cobbo, Herbie Farnworth, and Katoni Staggs with a double as well. Two tries to the Tigers, Isaiah Papali'i and Jake Simpkin. Seven out of eight for Adam Reynolds. Two out of two for Adam Dwayne. Uh Yeah, another one that one another one that's got away from the Tigers, Brad. Yeah, um, yeah, I've got the Broncos had to score big against the Tigers. They, they, there was no excuse. They had to, um, but that's what they did. Um, they did make a lot of errors um, themselves, um, which is something they're going to need to watch against top tier sides. Um, but they were always threatening with the ball, um, and they looked defensively sound. Mm. Um, and yeah, your take on the Broncos? Uh, just that they proved far too strong for the Tigers is. Obviously, we probably would have predicted it was the usual suspects, uh, the Broncos, Fords. The packs, their pack's just such a gun pack. Um, and Reynolds and Reese Walsh obviously doing the damage off the back of that. Yeah. And um, your thoughts on the Tigers? Very, very hard to watch this year. Um, seems not much has changed. I think they need to change a lot somewhere within the club, like we were saying earlier, probably starting at the top. Um but, yeah, big changes needed to breathe some life back into this club because not a lot's worked in the past decade plus. Yeah, I've kind of got the say. The Tigers just continue to disappoint. Um, they've got some good players in there, but no one's playing to their potential. Poor game plan, lack of confidence. You name an issue, the Tigers have it. Um, and uh, my player to stand out was Payne Haas, which I believe you may have picked as well. Um, yeah, I did. Sure. yeah, yeah. But he had, I've got his stats here, he had 144 metres, six tackle breaks, 
that crazy try he scored where he just decided to pick and go for himself and um, carried half the Tigers team over the try line. And he made 19 tackles. Um, I, I think it's the second week in a row I've picked him. Um, but yeah, he's head and shoulders above a lot of the other front rowers in the competition. Yeah, you said it all, mate. What a beast. So I picked yeah. him too. Yeah. All right. And then um, the game we want to talk about. Warriors defeating the Sharks, 32-30. Uh, you want to give me the rundown of the, the scoring there? You bet. Uh, it was five tries apiece for the Sharks. Teg Wilton, Ronaldo Mulitalo with two. Sione Katoa and William Kennedy grabbed tries. Five tries to, to uh, the Warriors. Wade Egan, Niakore, Sean Johnson, Ed Cossey, Josh Curran. Difference was goal kicking. Four out of five for Nico Hines. Five out of five for Sean Johnson on conversions. Both had a penalty each. And one of them for Johnson was the game winner. So, how sweet, Brad. Yeah. Um, so, I was telling Paul before we went live, like, if we could have screenshotted the conversation that you, me, and Ruin Hammer were having during the game, you know, it was sort yeah. of very um, animated. Very animated and um some very upset people in that first 20 but like i said to paul at around half time we all seemed reasonably optimistic going like it's 26 12 they're, they're still in this if they they start the second half strong and um that's what they did they had a great second half they took every shot they were given um best warriors match i've seen in a long time for so many reasons and um, paul asked why aren't you invited to the chat group it's uh if you actually started watching some rugby league pool, you might get into the circle. Yeah, I think you uh, need to wear a league jersey on the show, and that gets you gets you the invite. Yeah, it's been from the two people currently not wearing league jerseys on the, on the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, your take on on the Warriors there? Uh, I thought another bad start seems to be common this year. It's obviously, in our, it's in our deep. Yep, uh, Nia Kore dropping the ball on second tackle. We can see can see pretty much in the first couple of minutes and then end up conceding three soft tries. Um, yeah. But credit where credit's due. I, we showed resolve. We didn't we didn't um, let that get us down and um, we fought back and got the clutch win at the death and it will go down as one of our more famous victories. And, uh, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I screamed my house down and yeah, yeah. I, I watched the replay a, a few times already and yeah, just been buzzing, buzzing away. Yeah. yeah, and your thoughts on the on the sharks? I thought the sharks looked very slick early on. Um, yeah. One thing that's going to concern them is their defense. Um, it's the same thing that sent them out of the playoffs last year in straight sets, conceding thirty plus points. So to be leading twenty nil at home um, in conditions that weren't really conducive to scoring a lot of points. Um, yeah. They let, they leaked 32 and um yeah. I, th I still think they're an amazing side. Um much like you obviously you tipped them for pretty high pretty high honors this year. Right. I I picked them to take the whole thing out. Yeah, I think they're capable of it but the defense needs to um they need to sort that out. Yeah, I've got um mine was a, a different angle of it. It said um they had this match. They had it in the bag. Um, they look. They had some slick attack and a dominant middle. Their their middle forwards were just having a field day, um, but they either switched off or ran out of juice. I'm not. I'm fighting myself which one it was. Um, 
I think I did mention in my my review this week that I think the Warriors smaller forward pack, you know, kind of gets bullied at the start of a match, but they wear down their opposition, and that's why mm. at the back end of matches you see the Warriors are, are a lot stronger. You know, um, Bunty Afoa's biggest fan, um, Anton Posa, actually put out that um, in every game this year, the Warriors haven't conceded a single point in the final 20. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's a great stat for them. And, yeah, for the Sharks, it could be uh, a game they regret letting slip at the back end of the season. Um, but, yeah, time will tell. Uh, my player that stood out, I, I automatically knew who you were going to pick. So I, I looked at other players, and I've gone with um, Chance Nickel Klukster. Um, there was moments at the end of the first half and in the in the second half where it kind of looked like the Warriors were running out of ideas or they were a bit tired, and he just started doing work. He was doing multiple hit-ups on a set and just doing the hard yards. Um, and, yeah, I had to give him credit. He, you know, I know everyone keeps trying to compare him to Reese Walsh and, like, he doesn't have X Factor like Walsh, but he's got heart, and I would have heart over X Factor any day of the week. Oh, I agree with you completely. Um, I think he suits us way better. Um, yeah, he takes up. You know, we, we don't get that flaky element. We just get a, a grafter and someone that goes all day and low on mistakes. But I put Sean Johnson, obviously. Um, yeah, he's flat track bully, man. He's he is. I don't care what you say about him, mate. This year right. he's he's playing with a smile on his face. He's leading the boys around. He, Tamari Martin wasn't there. We didn't really mention yeah. that, but yeah, um, um, Siala has mentioned that. You know, a full strength Sharks too. team against a, a Warriors team missing Barnett, TMM, Harris, yeah. Dylan. It's not there either. Um, there's a lot of uh, players. No, no one's talking about the fact that the Warriors have yeah, a lot of players out. Hundred percent. But Sean Johnson stepped up. Couple of try assists to um, near Corey and Curran leading the boys around the but he had one mistake with a missing touch from a penalty. Um, that wasn't a mistake, that was they were robbed. If you watch the replay, you see Mulatalo had his foot on the line before he tapped it back, so it should have been the Warriors' feed. Mate, I've seen yeah. a zoomed in version of that, is about an inch of grass in between the line. Yeah, you're lying, mate. You're lying. <laughs> That's not what I, I, I didn't. I don't want to bag SJ. I just he missed. Yeah. That's probably the only blight on on his performance. Other than that, yeah. obviously kicked the clutch goal. Um, gave a great interview after the game. I'm just stoked for him, man. I'm I'm so stoked for him after a hard couple of years. Yeah, and yeah, Mikey said he's starting to rate Pompey. Yeah, it's getting hard to um, to argue against Pompey. I, I've been a, a staunch. I don't want Pompey in my team. Um, Warriors fan and. At the moment, as much as I don't want to say it, I I don't see a reason why you would get rid of him. And um Siala's mentioned about Egan's footy IQ. Um, yeah. yeah. He he's amazing. Um he's been great this year. Prolific try scorer that we never knew he was, you know, four games, four tries. But he he just knows what to do with this team. Um mm. which is yeah, fantastic. Couldn't be prouder as a Warriors fan. Um Yeah, I mean yeah. That's coming from a place a couple of years ago where so many Warriors fans were questioning his his spot in the team too and were saying we needed to sign a you know, a top flight hooker to be competitive, but he's come on so well. Um yeah. It's amazing how far he's come. Yeah. So we go to the last game. 
Um, probably, probably just if the Warriors hadn't did what they did, this probably would have been match of the round for me. Um, but the Bulldogs getting the Golden Point win over the Cowboys, fifteen to fourteen. Um, you want to give us your little rundown? Mm, yep. So it was three tries to two. Uh, for the dogs, Jacob Preston grabbing a double. Uh, he can sniff out a try. Um, and the fox, obviously, knows how to sniff out a try. He got yep. the um, the clutch game tying try in, in the last minute. Two tries to the Cowboys: Tom Dearden and Tom Chester. The Toms there. Um, one out of three for Matt Burton. Two out of two for Val Holmes. Um, and the field goal from Matty Burton and an extra extra time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got here with the Bulldogs. Um, they showed grit in this match, needed some Adokar magic in the final minute to force Golden Point um, before Burton had a solid field goal. Um, I think he you kind of knew he was going to do something special after he missed that sideline conversion to win the game in, in regular time. Mm. Um, if they consistently um, battle, like I, I'm going to call it battle, if they battle like this, then they're going to cause teams headaches. You know, this is kind of what we talk, um, they didn't have Viliami Kikau and those guys as well. So, um, yeah, great performance from them in my opinion, but what was your take on the Mikey, Mikey Mitchell, Reynolds barking at the ref. How good was yeah. it to see Joshy Reynolds back being a grub? It was so good. Um, yeah, I thought it was a classic game to cap off a cracker weekend. Much like the Warriors, I think this game showed the dogs are made of tougher stuff this year. And were clutch getting the win, um, scoring a try at the death and snatching a golden point with obviously Matt Burton's field goal, which was a great field goal. But the play before that, too, with chip and chase, having the guts to do a chip and chase and golden point. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic game and really good win by the dogs, who, like I we was saying earlier, you know, they're battling injury. So, yeah, uh, really, really good win. Um, and your thoughts on the Cowboys? Yeah, I, I just think, obviously, they're missing drink water. I think they're really missing him. Uh, Tom Chester's doing a decent enough job, but he means a lot. Drink water means a lot to the Cowboys. I, I don't think all is lost. They started poorly in last year. I think they might have dropped four or five games that started last year as well, but um, look where they ended up. So... Um, it's not it's all is not lost, but they they want to change their fortune sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, I've got yeah. Cowboys were close, but no cigar here. Um, a few glimpses of how good they can be, um, but they're just missing Drinkwater Spark, mm. um, and I believe they will bounce back um, before time's done. Uh, but my player uh, that stood out was Jacob Preston. Um, he's still a relative no name, but he, he had a great game here. I was going to mention it in the um, the news, but the Bulldogs are, are looking at trying to extend him as well. Um, so they're very happy with what he what he's done. Um, but who was your player? Do you have him on your fantasy team? No. I think he's value there. Um, Burden. Uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously. I think, yeah. He came up clutch. Um, he just looks like he's got time on his hands. He's one of those guys he... You know, he, he had his hands in most things. Um, the chip and chase, I thought, was gutsy too. And extra time, the fantastic field goal. Um, yeah, I, I, I rate I rate him really highly. I thought he was he was instrumental there, getting them home. Yeah, 
Yeah, and um, like Mike, you said, Townsend's a one-man band. That's kind of how it feels at the moment. You know, once he's out there with Drinkwater, they seem to do some good things together. Um, it seems to take some pressure off Dearden as well when you've got um, Drinky out there. So I do expect him to bounce back. But um, that was round five. So, uh, Paul, if you want to be able to bring up the, the ladder for us, I believe. Yep. Um, so oh, look at that. So I'll let you read off the, the top eight and then I'll take over from nine if you like, Richie. Yeah, sure. Broncos one, Warriors two, Roosters three, Manly in fourth with seven points now with the draw. So um, that makes things interesting with four and against. Won't really matter for them. Um, Penrith fifth, Melbourne sixth, Dolphins seventh, Bulldogs eighth. But the key one there is number two. Look at number, number two, two there. Exactly. Take a um, screenshot. Of yeah, that. Look, you, need to, you need to take a, a, a note here out of the uh, your tw- twelve days of Christmas. When you get, when you get to five gold, it's like when you get to Warriors. <laughs> Warriors two, and then move on. You see it? It's, oh, you're not. I think I'll do that next week. <laughs> yeah, um, and then yeah, we got ninth. We have got the Titans. Tenth, uh, we have got the Dragons. Uh, Knights are at eleventh. Sharks at twelfth. Rabbitohs thirteenth. Cowboys 14th, Eels 15th, then the Raiders 16th, and the Tigers 17th yet to score a win. Um, yeah, crazy ladder. It's still, I, I, keep, I keep saying it every bloody week. Um, it's yeah, not look, a ladder I predicted. I'll look at the Warriors in second, though. Oh, yeah. There you go, there you go <laughs> Um Yeah, I'm wrapped with that. And to, to think that you'd have the Sharks, the Rabbits, the Cowboys, and the Eels all sitting in that bottom half. Mm. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, if you so told good. me that the Broncos were in the eight after five weeks, I wouldn't be surprised. But, um, yeah, to see the the Warriors, the Dogs, and the Dolphins are the ones that surprised me from before the season started in my predictions. So, yeah, um, yeah thoroughly wrapped um, with that ladder, and long may it continue. Uh, if you want to bring up the tips, something I'm not that wrapped up with, well, that's the wrong one, Paul. There we go. Oh, how so, good is um, that? Look at that. So, Richie. Richie had a great week. He he went six from eight. Uh, remember, one of those games was the draw that we all got wrong. So, if Manly had won that game, Richard would have been seven from eight. Uh, Simon and myself, both three out of eight. Um, shocking, shocking weeks for us. But Simon had that much of a lead on us. It didn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah. He's still... He's still leading 23 out of 40. Richard's gone to second place with 21 out of 40. And then I'm two behind with 19 out of 40 and dead last. So, yeah, so, so you know, if you, if you flipped a coin, you'd be doing better than Brad, basically, yep. at the moment. Uh, yep. Richie is slightly better than flipping a coin. I, I just got a 50%. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Paul. Uh, love your input. Um <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah, so that's it. So we go to questions. Um, do we have any questions from anyone, um, Paul? Will I write down Simon's picks? Um, yeah, sure. So I'm going to start off with my question, actually, and it's going to be around the table. Um, which um, I, I think there are two teams on this year's form um, or, or that, uh, that perhaps are kind of out of position um, compared to how they're playing. Uh, who do you reckon those? Or, or who do you reckon the teams that are out of position compared to how they're playing, rather than necessarily the reputations? Um, I don't know. 
mean, you look at the Sharks, uh, they've got a yeah, points difference of plus 21, right? Yeah. So that they, if, if you did it on points difference, they'd be fourth in the table. Um, and, they're here, and they're down in 12th. So, I mean, the Sharks really being unlucky. Uh, the wrong end of a couple of scores there. Um, and then on the other one, one the Eels? And um, I was going to... Well, there are... The, yeah, I mean, the Eels... Um, um, where are the Eels? The Eels, no, minus 19. Um, I was going to go the um, the Roosters. Only plus eight. Sure, they're, they're, they're third. But plus eight and be third in the table, That's they've, they've just been sneaking wins. Um, well, they, they also... They could they easily have gone the other way. Buy. They were gifted a buy, which helps... Um, yeah, them score well, yep. points. Yeah. So I think um, yeah, I think yeah, the Roosters perhaps a little bit lucky to be as high as they are, and um, I think the Sharks are really unlucky to be kind of where they are at the moment. Um, yeah. to the they need to they need to stop losing to the Warriors then. Yeah. But were there any other questions um, from anyone else there? A couple from the couple from the um, from the uh, from the chat. Um, um, Sayli, what's the Warriors' longest winning streak? I mean, boy, he's uh, he really is putting the putting the the, uh, the, the, the mockers on on this season. But, um, yeah, I think it's eight, and I think Mark answered it in the comments. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, I thought um, we'd be worth uh, we're worth speaking it as well for our uh, yeah. for our um, podcast listeners. Set, um, set to one. be set to be beaten this year. Don't <laughs> jinx it! Don't jinx it, Brad. We've had our loss. We've had it. And he's also, who do you reckon is the first coach to be sacked this year? You weren't here for my prediction. It hasn't changed. It's the say useless dragons coach. Um, Richie, I, I said the same as Brad in the predictions, but yeah, I still I'm not yeah. Too sure. I, I don't see the tigers even, doing it. I don't see the tigers even, kicking sheets. How um, how can how can the tigers get rid of a coach when he's supposed to be mentoring the next guys who arrive in two yeah. years' time? That's well, a real weird setup. Um, yeah, and. Um, they won't get the Raiders won't get a rookie, uh, get rid of Ricky. Brad Arthurs has already re-signed with the Eels. Peyton isn't going to get sacked. Um, they're not going to sack at the Rabbits. Sharks ain't going to fire anyone. Um, uh, O'Brien at the Knights could be O'Brien, an option. Yeah, it depends how the Knights and then the next the next one from that is Hook, who I picked. So but I'm going with Hook. They told him he needs to reapply, doesn't he? So I don't know if they're going to. Yeah. They won't sack. Yeah, of course. They, they won't sack him straight away. He'll he'll just be made to reapply and probably not get it. Yeah, which he's basically said he's not going to go. Yeah, he's not going to reapply if they're going to ask him to do that. So, yeah, it's really tough. So yeah, Hook's probably off the question too. Um, I say Wayne Bennett. Let's say Wayne Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna lose their crap in uh, in the Dolphins because he's they've lost a few games now. Um, but yeah, I honestly don't know. It could yeah, like Brian said, could be no one gets sacked. Yeah. Wow. Well, we think was it was it last season we had like three or four. Yeah, in, a, in like a week. It yeah. just takes one, and then it all just starts to flow. Yeah. Um, what's up with Bunty boys? I don't know. Uh, didn't he go? He only played 19 minutes on the weekend, didn't he? I know. That's all he's doing at the moment. They like yeah. put him out there in the first 20, which seems to be the worst part of the Warriors game. And then he gets hooked and they get better. Um, not saying that it's his fault, but <laughs> it just seems to be what they're doing. Um, I did. I think it was the This Warriors Life podcast. I think one of them pulled a thought or a, an idea of maybe due to him, he might not have the biggest motor. So they kind of use him in the start to kind of take some punishment and um, batter the opposition. Um, and then they pull on um, the ball twins. 
to kind of wreak havoc. But before um, Barnett got hurt, he was um, he was coming off the bench. So that yeah. kind of negates that thought process. So I really don't know. It, it's uh, I don't agree with it. I think he, he should be able to do some stuff, but uh, do a, a bit more. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, it's working. Um, I don't know. I, props props should get more minutes all the time anyway. But I, I think they're getting more out of Tom Ali in the, the time he gets instead. So, yeah. to be honest, when, when people come back, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Bunty misses the 17 when you've got Barnett and Tohu and everyone back. May well do. But, right, yeah. That's it from the chat, guys. All right. Um, so your question for me, Richie. My question for you was with Wateni Zelezniak due back from injury and eventually when Luke Metcalf gets there as well, what what would be your approach to bringing them into the te- into the team, which is already established and in winning form so far? Yeah, um, well, Luke Metcalf, love the kid, but he ain't coming into this team anytime soon. Um, where, who would you to kick out for him? Uh, in regards to, to Dallin, I want to see Dallin play a little bit of New South Wales Cup first, um, just due to the fact that he hasn't really had a chance to do any any game time at all. Because um, you you would bring Dallin in to replace Cossie um, mm. normally. But um, Cossie, I think, is doing a fine job out yeah. there. Um, so it's not as soon as Dallin's ready to go, you just swap them. Um let, if Dylan um, looks the goods um, coming back from injury, then you, then maybe you do the switch. But, yeah, Luke Metcalf, you know, everyone was saying Metcalf was going to replace Sean. You're not going to get rid of Sean. Tamari Martin's combining well um, with Sean, so you're not dropping him. Chance is playing well. You're not going to drop him. And you've already got Dylan Walker and Jazz on the bench. Um, so you're not going to, you know, get rid of one of them to put Luke in. So where does Luke go? Um, I don't see it. His time will come. But, um, yeah, I just don't see any reason to uh, shuffle the deck when they're mm. going well. No, I agree completely. I I find it hard to change this team that's already playing so well. Um, but as we've seen in the NRL, injuries happen, so. I think yeah. I, I'm with you on DWC maybe getting some time in and reserve grade first, get some match fitness and obviously Metcalf as well. And when injuries yeah. come, that, that, that'll present them their opportunity. Yeah. And I think it'll be, um, it'll be like what Jazz did, you know, one game of reserve grade and then he was back. Um, I yeah. don't expect thing. And I saw Mike said Luke to the Dolphins. Luke ain't going nowhere. Um, I think what Andrew Webster and the club is building I don't think you're going to get a lot of players throw their toys and want to leave. Um, You know, with all the stuff going on with Josh Curran at the moment where he's not really getting game time, we've heard no no rumours of him trying to get out of a contract to go elsewhere or anything like that, where if this kind of situation happened last year, it's the first thing we would have heard. Um, So, yeah, I think Luke and the interviews I've, I've listened to with Luke, he's kind of a bit like Tane. He has a bigger picture approach. To it all, he, he wants to play first grade, but he knows, you know, you've got to earn your spot. And he, he seems mm. happy and comfortable to do that. So, um, yeah, he's going to be a big part of the Warriors' plans, just not right now. 
um, for the right reasons, though, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, so I we kind of both answered that, right? Yeah, so, we did. Um, my question, it kind of goes, it's similar to um, Paul's one a little bit, but after five rounds, which team surprised you the most and which teams disappointed you the most? Uh, so after five rounds, pleasantly, the Warriors have surprised me yep. the most um, for good reasons. Obviously, we sit in second. We've lost one game to a, one of the top teams, which in all reality, we, we could have and probably should have won that game. Um and we're just playing a brand of footy that's got all the fan base buzzing. So the Warriors have surprised me. And yep. who am I most disappointed in? There's a couple. Obviously, the Eels, from where they were last year, they're, they're down in the bottom four there. So I could say them. Also, Souths. I, I tipped Souths to be top four. Uh, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge, obviously, but I just don't think they're clicking yet as I, I'd expected them to. So, um, yeah, pick, pick your poison, one of those two. Yeah, kind of the same. Warriors, same reason, surprised me um, for good reasons. And, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck between the eels and the rabbits for the one that's um, disappointed me. Um, Tigers, you could say, but Tigers, we I kind of expected them to do better than last yeah. year, but still be yeah. like a bottom three team. So, I didn't I didn't say them because they're the obvious obvious choice, um, and we very much used to this output from them. And I could say the Dragons disappointed me too because I expected them to be the bottom of the ladder and they're not. <laughs> I think look, there has to be an honourable bench for the Dolphins. Sure, they've the wheels have fallen off oh. the past two weeks, but look, as for an expansion team. To win their opening three games um, has they they've definitely surprised and impressed everybody. I think um, yeah. it's just like it's just like SeaWorld though, Paul. The the first couple of days you got the dolphins in that tank, they're very happy, and then after a while they just get depressed, and they're sitting at the bottom of the tank, not wanting to do anything. That's what we got. <laughs> Jacko, the Cowboys is pointing that it looked the same side as twenty twenty two. Yeah, they're another one. Yeah, there with that one. Yeah. Well. I mean, we look at the Eels though. Um, their only win was a one point win in. Um, uh, in Golden Point, point. I mean, but it was against the Panthers. Yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah. Even that one, they 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 could very easily have lost. Now, to be fair, they also lost to the Storm and Golden Point. Yeah, um, yeah. And all the other There's games, a lot of games, they could have easily have won yeah. it or lost it. So yeah, it's they've it's had on a knife edge. They've had a nightmare draw playing pretty much all the top teams, all coming off buys and fresh. So, uh, but hey, yeah, they, they were they, a they great... Storm Sharks. Um, Sea Eagles, Panthers, Roosters mm. has been their, been their start. So, yeah. Yeah, tough start. Yeah. No, I saw Jacko said Dragons are living and Brad said constantly. They're fighting a battle with Eden Park in my head. Um, <laughs> two, things, two things I hate the most on the planet. Um, and, yeah, Simon said the Storm have been quite disappointing. Yeah, I think we're going to see a change in that this week um, with Jerome Hughes back. And all that, um, but yeah, the storm aren't the storm they used to be, but they're still dangerous, in my opinion. But um, yeah, hopefully the storm of old stays away for a couple more weeks. Yeah, storm storm roosters this weekend, eh? That, that'll be it. That, yeah. that could be a cracker. We'll be. Yeah. So, um, speaking of that, round six, we may as well do our warriors um, warriors knights preview, I should say. Um, 
Yeah, I'm happy that I, I sent you the proper picture, Paul, because my picture I'm looking at still has the shark's name on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I changed everything else, though. Um, so I'll let you run down the, the 17 for the Warriors, Richie. Yep, you bet. So CNK at fullback, Ed Cossey and Marcelo Montoya on the wings, Viliami Vailea and Adam Pompey in the centres, Tamari Martin returns at six, Sean Johnson at seven, Adam Fanua Blake, Wade Egan, Bunty Arfour, front row, Jackson Ford, Bailey Serenin comes in for Maratini Akore, and Tohu Harris is the back row. Interchange of Dylan Walker, Josh Curran, Jazz Tevanga, and Tom Ali. Nice. And then for the Knights, we've got uh, Lachlan Miller at fullback, Dom Young and Greg Marju on the wings, uh, Dane Gagai and Bradman Best in the centres, um, Phoenix Crossland and Jackson Hastings in the halves, um, Daniel Safiti, Jaden Braley and Leo Thompson front row, Tyson Frizzell, Lachlan Fitzgibbon and Jack Johns um, in the back three. Then we've got Kurt Mann, Jack Hetherington, uh, Matt Croker and Brody Jones on the interchange. And, oh, what did Paul Daniel Safiti do? He's not in bold. Everyone else has been bolded, and you put him in normal text, hiding him. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't, what's this theory? Is this the wrong way or something? What's, oh, dear. I don't like him. I don't know. Um, it just <laughs> happens sometimes on my designs, Paul. Um, I don't know what to say. But, yeah, um, so uh, Simon and myself have both picked the Warriors in this game. Um, I think I always was going to pick the Warriors, but I think uh, a couple of players out for the Knights is going to help them a bit. Um, the confidence in beating them already, the confidence coming from the game against the Sharks. But as Jacko's got there, um, there's a caveat to that, which is this is a banana skin game for the Warriors. Mm. Um, we expect a good win. The Warriors, will, the players themselves, will be confident. Um, but Knights are hard to beat in Newcastle. So um, it, it's, it's, no, it's, it's not going to be like a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination. But before the season started, my preview, I said in the first 10 rounds, the Warriors would be 2-8 and eight, and the two wins would be against the Knights. So I have to pick them. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. There's some confidence there. Andrew Webster seems to be the, the guy um, that knows how to get the players focused again. So they were all amped after that historical win. Um, he straight away the next day is like, we've got to celebrate this, but we've got a job to do. Knights are next. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a tight, it's going to be tight, but yeah, I've got the Warriors mm. here. Yeah. I don't expect a good win. I, I, I hope for, hope for any kind of win, no matter what way it comes, <laughs> but it's nice to see the, um, I, I tipped the Warriors last week against the Cowboys. Don't want to toot my own horn, <laughs> toot my own horn too much, but, um, nice to see the boys jumping on and, um, Tipping them with me this week. Yeah, and Siala said that the punters still think we're not a top eight side. Yeah, that's going to happen. I let them keep, let them keep taking um, the Warriors for granted. Uh, I think it's it's going to it's going to be good for us. I think to fly under the radar as much as we can. Yeah, and I don't think the punters might be, but I don't think any of the teams that they face will be um, taking them for granted. They know that the Warriors. Um, are a hard team, especially with how they perform in that final 20 now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, what I heard from that, though, Richie, was you're picking the Knights? No. No? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll change that. 
And uh, oh yeah, you're here now, um, Paul, to to be Simon, right? Hey, Simon. Yes. So we've got fixtures. So uh, first game up uh, tomorrow night, Storm Roosters. I've gone with the Storm. Uh, Richie, who have you gone with? Yeah, I've gone with Storm in Melbourne. And Simon? Simon, yeah, look, it's, I think it's going to be a, a good one. But um, yeah. look, the Roosters has been going well. But uh, yeah, the Storm turning things around after a bit of a slow start. So yeah, Storm at home. So that we all picked the Storm. Uh, next game, we've got Bulldogs Rabbitohs. I've gone with the Rabbitohs. Um, I think, yeah, the Bulldogs, you know, they're kind of walking wounded. Rabbitohs are something to prove. So I've gone with the Rabbits. Yeah. Rabbits, yeah. too many injuries for the Dogs. All right. I'm not happy that you're picking the same as me this week. Maybe <laughs> okay, I am. Yeah, and also Rabbits. But um, even though the Bulldogs are on the top eight, um, still, yeah, it's it's very it's very congested that mid-table. We're going to Rabbits. Yeah. All right. So we're all picking the same again. This is going to do great for my climb off last place. Um, next game, Cowboys Dolphins. Um, I've gone with Cowboys. You know, I was foolish picking the Dolphins last week against the worst team in the comp. But um, I think yeah, the fact you add uh, another yet another player to the the injury stocks there, um, the Cowboys have got drink water back. Um, have to go with the Cowboys. Yes, Cowboys. And yeah, so Cowboys in fourteenth versus Dolphins in seventh, and we're all going Cowboys. Yeah, look, the Dolphins had that great start, but the wheels have come off. Yeah, so we've picked all the same. We're three from three so far. Uh, next up, Panthers Seagulls. Um, I've gone with Panthers. We we know I love my Seagulls, but um, Panthers just looked too scary last week, and I think that's going to flow on. Yeah, tough ask for Manly. Eh? I I have to go Panthers too. Yep, can't even uh, nail a golden point. Have to go Panthers. Yeah, so four from four, guys. We're all the same. Uh, Broncos Raiders, going with Broncos. I'm sorry, Simon. Raiders, um, they uh, they they're not looking great right now. And the Broncos, um, you know, they're undefeated for a reason right now. So um, yeah, I've gone Broncos. And that reason is because they just won't let them leave Queensland. Look at that, another home game. Yeah, it's it's going to be five out of six home games now. Um, so. Yeah, thanks to the NRL. Away to the Dolphins. How dare you? That's not an away game. But anyways, I went Broncos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to go. Um, I might, I might, might have to feel a bit dirty, but yeah, going Broncos. Yeah, so back to the same again. Jesus, uh, Titans Dragons. Um, That's a good game. Yeah, Titans easy win. Dragons are rubbish. Um, Titans. <laughs> Titans have got this. Um, I'm buying the jersey tomorrow and I'm wearing it with pride. Um, what about you, Richie? Well, I wanted to pick the Dragons to spite you, Brad, but, but you um, just can't. I'll go with Titans because you picked them. So let's keep, <laughs> let's keep you firmly in last place. <laughs> I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, I think it's going to be a close one now. It might not be the, oh, top, yeah. the best quality game. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I'm, I'm still going Titans at home. Home, home advantage there to, to swing this one. Yeah, I think I said to you before we went live, Paul, that I think it's both of these teams aren't the best defensively, so they try to outscore each other. So it should be an exciting game on that aspect. Um, mm -hmm. Next game was Knights-Warriors. Me and Richie picked um, the Warriors. Simon, who did you pick? Yep, you want to go with the uh, the Warriors. Look, um, I say num second in the table. Take it, take it. The Warriors have got to be the winners. Yep. Yeah, and then the last game, which I assume we're going to pick every game of the round, 
all the same. Um, but Tigers, Eels, I've gone with the Eels because they're playing the Tigers. Um, although last year we had that shocking game between these two teams. Um, yes, yeah. But, yeah, no. I've gone with Eels. Eels. I, Eels. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the Tigers minus 64 points. I mean, they're, they're, they're losing by over 10 points a game. Um, yep. you, you can't pick the Tigers, but, boy, oh, boy, the Eels, um, 15th place, um, only one win for themselves. Uh, the, yeah, this is perhaps not one to stay up for. Um, but, I think it's 4, 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Maybe yeah, get, get out and get some nice sunshine if you can. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, Eels. And I think it's the first time in the history of the standoff that we've all picked the exact same picks in every game. Um, would be, be a first. Yeah, so first, second, third is still going to be the same next week. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I did. On that kind of note, I mean, and how predictable this week is up is that I um, one of the things I've been doing for the on the driving more show now is doing a a, um, a multi um, bet with the TB for the kind of obvious games um, to see how many good games there are this week. So, so we've got um, uh, what's it, seven games, no, eight games, sorry, um, for the weekend. And I reckon there are five games that are effectively, we know the results already. And hence, I put a, uh, put a multi on the um, the Dogs versus the Rabbitohs, um, the Cowboys versus Dolphins, Panthers, Eagles, Broncos, Raiders, Tigers, Eels. Um, uh, the, the, look, all those have got uh, Dolly 33 is the, is, is the biggest is the, is the smallest favourite. Um, yeah. So I think it's three three decent games this weekend, or three close close games um, is what I'm expecting yeah. this weekend. Yeah, definitely. And um, before Jacko goes, because we're doing Super League soon, I just saw, I saw a good comment from Mark Roberts um, about the uh, the Warriors bench, um, the one two three punch of. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, the one, two, three punch of the bench of Walker, Tavanga, and Curran. It's yeah, incredible bench. Um, and um, I think Siala mentioned that as well, saying it was um, a bench like that and the impact they can have. That's where they're going to be able to get the Knights. So, mm. um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see, and hopefully we get to talk about it. Um, but, um, yeah, that's all we really had for that. And we, we, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring up Jacko's thing about, yeah, gamble responsibly equals don't gamble. He says, look, it's $2, folks. It's done for to show um, how many competitors or or, um, or each, each game to have each round. It's not supposed to be out there for you guys to go and put your, or to put your big money on. Yeah, I put money on the Warriors to beat the, the Sharks last week, so I was happy. Um, but, yeah, don't do it. And, yeah, cheers for joining us again, Jacko, as we go cheers, into Super League. Um, so I was really bad this week. I was still celebrating the, the Warriors win, so I didn't do a lot of research into the Super League news. All I've got is that um, next week in round eight, it's Rivals round, um, the Super League's kind of version of Magic round. Um, but the, uh, there weren't too many surprises in the round seven, um, round seven um, results. We had Wigan defeating Lee, 34-6. St. Helens defeating Wakefield, 38-0. How KR defeated Leeds 20 to 12. Warrington defeated LFC 34-6. Uh, Catalans defeated Castleford 22-18. And then Uddersfield defeated Salford 26-16. Any surprises there for you, Richie? It kind of seemed like all the teams yeah. that should win did. Yeah, pretty much true to form, isn't it? Yeah, nothing really. No real great surprises. Yeah, and then rivals round um, next week, or, or this week, I should say. We've got Castleford versus Wakefield. Hull FC versus Hull KR, 
Wigan versus St. Helens, Lee versus Salford, Catalans versus Warrington, and Leeds versus Uddersfield. So a couple of good games in there. Catalans, Warrington, they're, they're both up the top of the ladder. And Wigan, St. Helens are as, are as well. So, yeah, that's um, a cracker. Should be, should be really good. Um, but anything else you wanted to add before we go? Uh, just uh, thanks, everybody, for the great chat. Everybody keep smiling. We, don't forget we're second place. And let's, yeah. keep, let's keep lapping this up week by week while it lasts. Yeah, it's nice having a show with a smile instead of the depressed looks we've had for the past two years. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um, thanks, everyone, for joining us again uh, on the standoff with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League next week, tune into our show at 8 p.m. Well, 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 one little thing I was going to, um, going to throw in here because uh, your pronunciations um, is something that I think we do need to um, – do need to check, do need to clean up on here. So I'm um, just going to bring you, bring you a, a northern lass who's going to tell you how to say Uddersfield. I keep saying it Uddersfield. I do it right. You're going to bring her on. Oh, sorry, I didn't put it. Uddersfield. We'll do, 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 do this one again. No, that sounds... Don't say Huddersfield. Say Huddersfield. It's Uddersfield. Ordersfield, you know, I'm, I'm trying, Paul. Um, you know, if there's one country out there that butchers the English language, it's England. So I, I'm trying. Um, um, and, yeah, I, I'm, um, from, I'm from York. My mum's from that area, that part of the world. So uh, it's always so. I try. Um, it's not the first one uh, word I don't get right on the show, and it won't be the last. And yeah, um, Simon said, yeah, Warrington and Catalans hate each other. Yeah, they do. It's a real big rivalry. And where's Bradford on the ladder? I don't even remember what division they're in anymore. I don't remember if they're second or third. That's a Simon question. Um, I think Bradford might still be in second division. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, they are, aren't they? they are. Yeah, I think I think they're second division. Um, and yeah, Mike said drop the H. Okay, I'll, I'll work on it. I'm practicing this weekend on getting my <laughs> my uh, my Uddersfield right. So um, thank you all once again. <laughs> Uh, for trying to derail me as I'm trying to get get off the show. Um, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in tonight. Uh, thank you for joining me again, Richie. Cheers for Cheers. your work in the background, Paul. And uh, good night, everybody.